Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yay, Networks. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Dear Reality, You're Effed. Um, I would love to tell you where I am or what I'm doing, but you know, I'm not that organized. So I could be in Thailand, I could be home unpacking, I could be doing something else, you never know. So I came back, um, there is so many more questions and they're such great questions. So I wanted to do another Q&A with you guys. I know last time I did this, I waffled on. I actually finished the episode and had such a laugh with my producer because I was like, how did I start talking about being a toast girl? Like, what question was I possibly answering that led to 14-year-old Hannah making toast for stockbrokers? Yet here we are. You basically got a 20-year CV in an episode. So um, we are going to jump straight into the questions. So the first one is from one of my favorite followers. He is the loveliest guy. His name is tie-dye Dave 1017 um, He's on Instagram. He is literally the sweetest guy in the world. He tie-dyed shirts for Ava when she was little and he was one of the only people that kind of understood that children grow. So he gave me tie-dye shirts for one, two and three, which I thought was actually genius because all my other friends, not that I'm calling them stupid, because they're not, they're lovely. But all of my other friends just gave me like a whole bunch of clothes for the exact time that she was at that period. And she's grown out of them all now. But she's going to have tie-dye shirt till she's like four years old. So thank you, tie-dye Dave. You are amazing. So he has asked, would you ever consider writing a book about your life? I would want an autograph copy. So I'm going to start off by saying that 1000%, you would get an autograph copy if I did write a book. Secondly, it's been something that I've been talking about with my management for a little while now. Um, and I always come back to the same issue, which is my issue, which is basically if I did a book that was based factually on my life, I would want to tell the real story and the whole story. So I don't want to go like, these are the best bits of my life and this is what's going to make me look like a really great human being or Ava can read this at some stage in her life and be super proud because everything her mom did in life was perfect. That's not me. I made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of things that I would not want my daughter to do. I don't actually, I'm not a big believer in regret in life um, because I feel like once you start regretting things, you're shifting your energy to regret and you're not learning from them. So everything I've done in my life, I'm not particularly proud of, but I don't regret doing it because 
at the end of the day, it shaped me into the human being that I am today. And it's put me in the position I am in now. So how can I possibly regret what I did 10 years ago um, or a relationship I was in 15 years ago when that relationship made me leave Sydney and go join yachting, which made me have some of the best experiences of my life, which made me go into below deck, which landed me in the position I'm in now where I get to chat with you lovely people every week. And if I'd stayed in Sydney, I probably would have married someone differently. I would have had different children. Like, So I can never regret anything. But the one thing that I fear is that there's two parts to it. Firstly, my story is not just my story. You know, we had, um, you know, a lot of you who've listened to my podcast who know my story, you know, you know that when I was like five and a half years old, my brother passed away. He was 10. And that really shaped a lot of my childhood, a lot of my life. That story is not just my story. It's my mom's story. It's my dad's story. It's my brother's story. So I don't feel like that's fair to write a book, not exposing, but talking about just my version of events from, you know, the time when I was five years old and how it affected me because that is, you know, that's maybe something that my mom or my dad or my brother don't want out there or they don't want talked about. I went through a very crazy party stage in my life. That's not particularly something that I want my daughter reading in 20 years time or my mother-in-law knowing about. So, you know, there's all these different aspects. And like I said in the start, the one thing for me is if I tell my story, I want to tell my whole story and I would need the blessing of my family and my husband um, in order to do that. So I have thought about writing a book about a young girl who leaves Sydney and goes traveling and works on super yachts and I'll be incorporating my own experiences, um, experiences that I've been on boats that have, you know, that have happened to my work colleagues, uh, to my friends and things like that and adding truth and then adding, so adding fiction and non-fiction but, you know, you guys would have to play a guessing game as to what's true or not. So I hope that answers your question, tie-dye Dave. And thank you so much once again for the beautiful tie-dye shirts for Ava. She loves them. So this one's a funny one from Great Day 903 Have you ever told an internet troll just to fuck off after they've posted a hateful message? I literally tell internet trolls to fuck off every single day. Um, I just, I find it really interesting. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I post a lot of the comments that I get. Um, sometimes I'll leave people's handles up, like with all due respect, if you're born in 1996 and you're trolling me, then I'm good for people to know your handle. If your name is Jan and you're 75 years old, I take the handle out because I just don't want people like reacting to a 75 year old. So, um, I think my favorite one the other day was this woman. She's like, you are so uninteresting. I'm like, and yet here you are. Like we all know where the unfollow button is, bitch, just press it. It's not that hard. And the fact that you're commenting to tell me I'm uninteresting it's a really weird flex. So yes, I tell internet trolls to fuck off. I actually got told on Sunday morning. So 
Sunday morning is our morning. We go get Ava out of bed. We bring her upstairs into our bed. We put cartoons on. We cuddle. We play hide and seek under the duvet. Josh has to literally sit there for half an hour going, where's Ava? Where's mummy? And we pull the blanket back and go, Rah! and that happens for 30 to 45 minutes straight. He loves it. Um, and then we go down and we have pancakes and we jump on the couch and we have cartoons. I put up like a post on my social media and I said, Sunday mornings are, you know, one of my favorite times. We watch cartoons, we eat pancakes. One of my favorite times of the week. <clears throat> now this woman, she was a Jan. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, she commented and she said, that's an awful way of parenting. Children need consistency in their lives or they grow up confused and with no focus in their lives. I liked you in Below the Deck, Hannah, but you need to do better. Jan, fuck off. Seriously. If you think that my child is going to be damaged by watching cartoons and eating pancakes on a Sunday morning. Maybe you need the therapy and not my child later on in life because genuinely I just go, I, I think it's okay to have that kind of, you know, experience in their lives. So, yeah, I do tell trolls to fuck off sometimes and sometimes I even do it publicly. Next question from Flipsemp. Would you be a guest on Below Deck? No, for two reasons. One, I know how much the guests pay to be on Below Deck. And if you think that I'm paying to be on Below Deck, you're crazy. I would take that money. I would hire a massive villa in Thailand for a month and I'd tell all my friends where to find me and that there's a spare room there. And two, I don't want to be strapped with a microphone on my holiday. You know, on my holiday... I want to lay in a swimsuit without a camera on me, without a microphone, being able to say whatever the fuck I want and not thinking for nine months how it's going to look when it comes out on TV. It was very different doing it um, for work because I was at work and I was paid. And I would still spend nine months worried about what the fuck I said with a microphone attached to me, but at least it was my job. I'm not going to actually pay for the privilege to make a TV show for someone else. So no, I will never be a low-tech guest. Um, where would you like to go on your next holiday? Thailand. Um, you look, oh, so Lynn Rosa Tarola. That's your surname. I love that. Rose, Rose Rotola. Love it. Uh, you look so young. How old are you? Thank you, Rose Rotola. Uh, I appreciate it. I am 37 in November, so 36 at the current time. I um, started using, I think this was like one of the tricks from when I was very young. I started using an anti-aging cream when I was like 19 years old. And everyone said to me, they're like, even when I was working on the boats and stuff, they're like, why do you use anti-aging cream? You're like 23. And I'm like, prevention's better than cure. So that was my trick. Always use sunscreen. I drink like so much water. We're not even going to show this, but 
to the video I'm showing that I have a massive bottle of water next to me. It is by my side constantly. I drink a lot of water. And about a year ago, I basically changed my skincare routine to Drunk Elephant. It's um, It's got a consistent... I don't know if it's like a pH or something like that, but basically um, it's got throughout all its products, you can mix and match them. I add like everyday sunscreen into the regular moisturizer and put that on before my foundation. They've got one serum, which has like a bright pink lid. That's a nighttime serum. That's amazing. Um, there's a Laura Mercer overnight mask, which is fabulous. I'm all into my skincare now. I used to be very like day cream, sunscreen, that's it. I put like six different, six or seven different things on my face every day now. So um, yeah, um, it's probably a combination of that and, and all the water because it definitely was not me looking after my body in my youth. So um, since being in the public eye, is there anything you do differently and how has your life changed? From Ellen JC 17 so I think this is a really interesting question because um, I find that a lot of people change a lot of their lives when they become in the public eye. Now, I, I do understand that a lot of it is strategic. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of benefits to um, you know, if you have like a social media presence, there's a lot of benefits to having your bestie who has a blue tick and a social media presence as well. Um, there's a lot of benefits to spending a lot of time at those like events with all the influencers and you're like on a yacht cruising in Sydney Harbour and you've got the most beautiful sunset and all they're doing is taking selfies. It's not really my jam. So all of my friends, I think I've made like one new friend, like one proper new friend in the past like eight years. And I feel like I'm actually more closed off now to bringing new people into my life just because my like home, my, my, my home, my family, my bubble is so sacred to me and so important that I genuinely have like a fear of bringing in the wrong person. So all of my friendships, all of my friends, everyone I spend time with, I have known for 10, 15, 20 years. I, I feel like that's how I stay true to who I am as a person. Like I know a lot of people in the industry in Sydney, like especially like I do go to some events um, and I have like friends and acquaintances, but my core group of friends has always stayed the same and it will always stay the same because, you know, they knew me before and they were putting up with me before. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm going to hold on tight to them and hope they keep putting up with me for another 15 or 20 years. Um, and I think probably the most hilarious thing is because all of them have known me for so long, when we're out and like people that know me from the show approach me, um, come ask for photos. I had one girl, bless her cotton socks, she was so young and she started crying like in the middle of this restaurant and they always just go like, oh, it's so weird, I forget this. 
about you because we I spend a lot of time like at home or at my girlfriend's houses and things like that as well so when we go out it's like people recognize me and the girls are kind of like oh yeah I forget you've got that you know job thing that people know who you are so yeah that's that's definitely I guess you asked like did I do anything differently probably hold on to my friends and my family like even closer because I think that's what keeps you um keeps you real top tips for flying long haul with a toddler so this is actually hilarious because I've never done it so a lot of you guys saw that Josh and Ava and I were in Scotland last year um so it was actually hilarious because I flew there to film the real love boat and then Josh and Ava joined me but because I had my return flight with the company Josh and Ava had to fly back on their own as well so I should probably ask my husband for top tips of flying with a toddler alone while your wife flies in business class <laughs> Oh my god, I shouldn't laugh, but I swear his friends gave him so much shit uh when we were in Scotland because I was like, "Oh my god, it's such a long flight, but it's not bad. You just lay your flatbed down, you know, have a cheeky cognac, have a nice sleep." And he's like shooting daggers at me across the table. Um but this time we are going to Thailand and I am going to be with them on the flight. So I'm going to do a whole bunch of research and I'll probably put together a reel. Um I'm going to do a deep dive and I'm going to work out what works best on the plane for a long haul flight and I will get it together, pop it in a reel and put it on my socials for you guys. So are you loaded because of your job in yachting or because they turned it into a TV show? Claire Duffy, I love your optimism. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not loaded. In fact, I'm actually contemplating selling feet feet pics on OnlyFans so I can stop worrying about my fucking mortgage repayments. So <laughs> I'm joking, my husband won't let me. Um, but no, Claire, not loaded. Um, a lot of my uh savings did come from below deck, but Sydney is a very expensive place to live. So um if you have any um tips or tricks on how to get loaded don't come at me with your crypto shit i get enough of that on my instagram but any tips or tricks are much appreciated okay so from miss l88 how do you balance work and being an amazing mother firstly thank you i think that um i think to be honest with you it probably comes down to my my partner now i am not a woman that gives credit where credit is not due and i don't also um i'm not going to say that the reason that i can be successful or anything is because of my husband but there is there's something about having a partner that really supports you that knows when to push you that knows when to tell you to stop and relax that really knows you to your core as a human being and that loves and supports you through everything you do because there is no way 
I could do what I do without the support of my husband. And I just feel like balancing motherhood and work are two, uh, it's a very difficult thing because a lot of the time you're going to feel like you're failing somewhere. And I have so many days where I feel like I'm failing as a mom. I feel like I'm failing at work. You know, I had a day um, last week uh, where I had a really, really bad day. And then to top it off at the very end of it, my husband had come home early because my, my girlfriend had literally called me in the morning and I'd had really bad news. It's personal and it's not my news to share, so I won't um, tell you what happened, but basically she called me and I was inconsolable. I was in tears. She got in an Uber straight away and was at my door in like 24 minutes. She took Ava outside. She did painting with her. I literally came out and my poor girlfriend was just getting sprayed like point blank in the face with the hose. Best girlfriend ever, but she knew I needed help. So she came over My husband came home early from work and then I got a call from my management and something that I really, really wanted didn't come off. Um, And usually I'm pretty good. I know that part of working in this industry is really, really high highs, really low lows. You're not going to get everything you go for. You're not going to get everything you want. Sometimes it's out of your control. But it was just one of those days where I didn't need any more bad news. I was so highly emotional and so upset already that getting this phone call literally just broke me. Like, And my husband like literally picked me up from the floor, took me up into bed, like put me to bed. And I slept for four hours straight at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was like, I feel like, you know, I've dated a lot of different types of men in my life. Most of them have been narcissistic sociopaths, but I digress. There's men that will love bomb you. There's men that will never forget your anniversary and they will send you a million flowers so you can post it on Instagram so everyone knows how much your partner loves you. There's people that do these big, long fucking love letters in their Instagram captions every time it's your birthday or your anniversary or, I don't know, you vacuum. You know, that's not my husband. He's not a highly romantic, overly emotional, coddling kind of person but he is the type of person that when I, God, ew, emotion. When I fall, he is there to pick me up every single time without fail, without question. He is just amazing. So I don't even know what fucking question I was answering. And on that note, before I start bawling my eyes out, (laughs) as you can see, I'm actually the same. I'm not a very emotional person, but my daughter and my husband can actually get me a little teary-eyed. So I genuinely don't know what question I was answering, but I hope I answered it. 
<laughs> for you guys. And thank you so much for listening. I really enjoy this Q&A. So we're going to bring that into it. I'm going to give you the phone number. As I mentioned last week, uh, we're doing Hannah Help. So call 469-300-9820. Tell me your issues. Tell me your problems. And I will do my very best to help and give you any advice from what I've dealt with in my own life or I'll just wing it. So sending you guys so much love. Thank you for listening and I will chat with you next week. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.